The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Chicago resumes their tour in the new year and with an HO residency here in Las Vegas at the Venetian Theater starting February 24th. I've got founding member Robert Lamb on the line to talk about the longevity of the band being in the Rock Hall of Fame and performing with the likes of their old pals Earth, Wind & Fire. Robert, welcome. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Let me be one of the last to congratulate you on your Rock Hall induction. Oh, man. Thank you very much. People seem very, you know, sort of unusually satisfied with the fact that we were finally inducted after all these years of not being inducted. So thank you very much. I was just going to say that I have talked with your bandmates, Walt and Lee, over the years. In fact, even before you guys were nominated. And their feeling at the time, and I'm sure that you feel the same way, is that if it happens, it happens. If not, we can't do anything about it. Yes, you know, um, when you've been, when we've been uh, in this career, in this life-making music, become very, very philosophical about many things, and that was one, one of the things that, yeah. uh, that kind of kept us uh, kept us wondering. But you know, it was I think we were happy to be working. You know, usually these kinds of honors are awarded to people who have stopped playing and stopped touring. Right. That was not the case with us. You know, I've seen you guys probably 20 times over the years. You've got beautiful brand new video backdrop, and you guys, I don't know what it was. You looked at reinvigorated. I don't know if it was the Rock Hall induction that had something to do with that, but the energy was just unbelievable. Well, you know, this year, this past year, like many years, you know, we tour all the time. We play all over the world. We still, you know, we have we have very sort of uh, growing audiences. You know, obviously our original our original audience, our contemporaries don't go out that much anymore. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, thanks to classic radio and some, there's something about seventies music that has a universal and constant appeal. So, so we are kind of like the, the, the have the benefits of that. Um, we had just a great year. We started out the year in Chicago playing uh, New Year's Eve, and then went to Asia, came back, and started uh, their Heart and Soul Tour 2.0. And it just it just keeps going. So you know, we're very very grateful. What is it about you guys? I mean, you've toured continuously, something like 50 straight years. What is it about you that your makeup that where you do that? <laughs> I have to I have to say that the bottom line is that. Music, music is best enjoyed in a live setting. And when you're a musician, the thing that you enjoy the most is is playing music. Playing music, you know, is you know, it's a cliche, but you know, music has been my life. It has been the band's life. Uh, it's just something that we all enjoy. The makeup of the band consists of guys who love playing music. And that's it's really not any more complicated than that. You know, I read a, an interview with you it was a while ago where you were talking about the second album, the follow-up to the first big hit. And, and to go back, I remember a producer coming to you at the time and saying, hey, the first album was fantastic. The tour was great. The tough part is the follow-up, and it better be good. Did that put a lot of pressure on you guys, or was that kind of just what you needed at that point? Well, you know, we at, 
at that point, we were still young and really stupid. So, <laughs> uh, so we needed any anything that would that would sort of get our attention. Obviously, the first album was the result of of us rehearsing and rehearsing and writing and, and you know just kind of getting ready to go into the studio for the first time. But the second album was sort of more more self conscious, if you will. You know, we you know we had, we were touring all the time. We were basically writing the new songs for the second album as we were touring in hotel rooms whenever we could. We didn't really have the chance to rehearse it, you know, uh, like we did on the first album. So it was a it was a very sort of iffy situation. That, you know, what can I say? We came through. Um, this, like I said, the music is, was a little more self conscious and. And frankly, it was in the era of you know political unrest everywhere, so that was certainly right. was certainly a lot of stuff to write about and communicate with our contemporaries in what 1970. So, uh, so yeah, it was there was a lot of pressure, but in many ways we were we were too too young and dumb to to, to be like yeah. And to that point, I remember having an argument with my older brother at the time, who there was kind of that rivalry with. Chicago or Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I was a Chicago kid, and I seem to remember Al Cooper of Blood, Sweat, and Tears listening to your second album and saying, well, it's over for us now. <laughs> That's true. It's a, Al was always very much a fan of Chicago, and he he got, I mean, as as a member of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and as a founding member of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, he really kind of got what we were trying to do. We weren't trying to be a big band with a rock rhythm section. We were trying to do something different. I mean, we, we had to do something different because we were different. We were different people and the chemistry was different and the, and the aim was different. And the Al Cooper, you know, completely got it when he heard the second album. So we're very grateful that he, he actually, you know, stated that in public and, you know, it was really a sweet thing to do. How important and instrumental was it that Jimmy Gearcio was your manager in the early days? I mean, he was such an integral part. Yes, and I'm still friends with uh, with Jimmy Gearcio. Um, he recently was very uh, flattered and and uh, you know really kind of part of part of the uh, the entire history of Chicago. Um, he very kindly gave me gifted me uh, Fender Rhodes. Uh, electric piano that I had played on many albums um, during the times we were making albums together. He gifted me one that was in his studio where we made a lot of music, uh, and I just get, turned around and gifted that on his behalf and mine to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for our for our little corner of the, the museum. There. Oh, nice! So yeah, Jimmy Jimmy was uh, very important, and uh, I I do miss working with him. And you know, of course, you that's water over the dam can't go back, can't go home again. I've talked to Peter Pardini. I've had him on the show. For those who don't know, the producer of the Chicago documentary, Now More Than Ever. And I know that you guys love playing with Earth, Wind & Fire. It's a collaboration that has become so popular over the years. Tell me about the current Heart & Soul 3.0 tour. Well, it's really kind of a Heart & Soul interrupted. Uh, (laughs) We we started it... uh, Earlier this year, but the, you know the two bands. The two bands have had an enduring uh, audience. Audiences actually all over the world. So they this year uh, had an Asia tour and also a European tour that was already on the book. So we sort of had to stop and say, okay, we'll pick this up in the fall if we can, if we, if we still have the energy. So uh, so certainly um, 
a lot of this tour will be uh, the two bands performing together for the first time in basically across Canada. So it's kind of a Canadian national tour of heart and soul. But the tour itself, you know, the production, uh, the visuals, the sound, the presentation is all pretty much what we put together uh, years ago when we first started this thing. So the repertoire doesn't change very much. It's the repertoire that people want to hear. It's like, you know, three hours of some of the greatest music made, at least in the 70s. So, um, And the two bands played together. Right when, As soon as the curtain opens, the two bands are on stage together. All of that has, has stayed intact. And I tell you, for those who have seen it, you kind of meld together. It's almost as if you're, you're one, those two bands together. It's incredible to see. I, that is the feeling uh, among all the musicians as well. It's like one band. It's just really, it's so gratifying, and it's uh, you know, it's a thrill for me every night. Always great to catch up with you guys in the band. Always like talking to you guys, Robert Lamb. Best of luck on this uh, latest tour, and, and congratulations again on the Rock Hall induction. All right, buddy. Take care. I love the show that Chicago does with Earth, Wind, and Fire. The show opens with both bands on stage, and then each does an individual set before closing the show together again, singing and performing each other's hits. Well, that is the end of this edition of The Fake Show. Get more from our Fake Show Facebook and Twitter pages. I'm Jim Tofty, and I will talk to you next time. Take The Fake Show with you at thefakeshow.com, SoundCloud, and at iTunes.